let's do this. This is it. This is episode, uh, take a guess, Jackie. What episode number is this, Jackie Cation, uh, I guess? I'm going to say this is episode 212. Well... Nope. Four years? <laughs> More than that. And the last one you were on was 284. Oh, then we're talking, we're close to like 400 at this point, huh? We're at 320. 320? 320, my nice. friends. Welcome to episode 320 of the podcast. Here we are in December, week less than a week before Christmas. 2018. 2018. This year could fuck itself. Knock yourself out <laughs> and already. <laughs> it's uh, better or worse than 2017. Um probably better for me. Um yeah, I think you know, life just we, we're living in the end times, right? So as we get closer, it's so weird. <laughs> I don't know. So I was still in shock for most of 2017. So 2018 has been me just yeah. trying to process and being willing to process uh, every fresh new reveal of hell uh, <laughs> of American misbehavior. Is that what you tell to yourself that, each morning? I'm willing to process. I'm willing to, you know, sometimes I only say I'm willing to be willing. <laughs> I'm willing to be willing to learn. That's like uh, the Bart Simpson thing. I can't promise I'll try. I'll try to try. Oh, there you go. That's <laughs> yeah. it exactly. That is exactement. <laughs> so here we are, though. I'm doing the stand-up. Yeah. This is, uh, we accidentally booked me twice this year. And, yeah. Uh, and I. February I, to December. Right. I asked for this and uh, I was granted it. And then I realized that I had been, and I was like, oh, Am I taking bread off the table of some, you know, Ebenezer Scrooge? Like, yeah, whose rule yeah. are you breaking here? Exactly. Well, yeah. the you know, and it's it's uh, that's the thing about about uh, comedy and comics, and it turns out comedy bookers and comedy club owners is uh, you tell them a rule, they genuinely want to break it. Right, right, right. And uh, <laughs> there is a stubbornness uh-huh. that you could say is a comic trait, or you could say it's a human trait. Sure. Uh, because uh, everybody, nobody likes to be bossed. Right. And so. So as soon as you tell somebody what to do. So now, we, now we're here. Now we're a few days into it. Of we're, February yeah. to December. Good mm-hmm. decision? Good decision. I'm uh, Yeah, because here's the scoop. So two years ago, in this very month, I recorded um, a new album, my yeah. current album. Yeah. And it was two years ago. So for the last two years, I have been essentially living off the tee to that album <laughs> and uh, doing those jokes, but phasing them out and working on the new album, essentially yeah. working on the next hour. And so what I've been doing for the last three weeks, I've been on the road pretty hard the last three weeks doing headline sets yeah. um, because most of this year have been short sets working opening for Maria Bamford and Brian Regan so um, I've had headline sets during the year but this is a block yeah. where I get uh, you know 20 or 30 I have it'll be what it'll be 15 uh, 20 it'll be 20 sets hour long sets that i can work on putting the new hour into something real okay because you it, it's a it's a it's a learned task obviously and you got to you got to get the order right you got to get the punchlines tighter you got you're always writing to try to make the joke better and but you also have to find what the arc is yeah and so um that's what this week and last week and the week before and the week next week is all about when you first get back into a you know club, do the headline set. Does it take a day or two to get back into it? It can, yeah. It's like I did uh, Salt Lake City, um, so they saw me 
meandering around trying to figure out because when you, when you write a 20 minute set list or a 30 minute set list it's a it's the arc is different and the timing's slightly different right for me anyway if i'm doing a 20 minute set i tend to talk a lot faster because i want to try to get 40 minutes worth of material into it you purposely talk faster i purposely i was like i got a lot of jokes to tell you guys have the rest of your lives to get them uh you're gonna you know and plus i'm i'm, I'm all warm up right so um get people get people's minds you, you, what you want to do is you want to get their bodies face to the correct direction when you <laughs> open you want to also get their minds moving yeah. you know and okay. so i remember when i used to feature just on the road i would do my set the first the first show and then i'd watch the headliner so that i could figure out what i was doing right like if the headliner was dirty I would try to close on some dirtier stuff so they'd be prepped for it. Oh, really? Yeah. And okay. if they were squeaky clean, I, would, I wouldn't I would do that. Or if they were... Unless you hate them, then you'd fuck them over. <laughs> right, which uh, I never did. I uh, There were comics I didn't like, but there are... You you laugh. But there are, there are features out there who... Sabotage? Is that what that's called? They, they want to bury the headliner. Sure. Bam! Follow that! Yeah. And you're like, you're exhausting. Uh, <laughs> what, you know that there's some paying customers who would like to see a whole show. Yeah. And uh, and I always, I'm the kind of person that's like, well, I'm at work. Do the job. Yeah. And and I am not headlining, so I'm going to do the best job possible and hopefully uh, be raised up to headliner by... by everyone seeing that I'm good at what I do. So, which isn't always how it's done. <laughs> Sometimes you get raised to headliner by blowing away the headliner. Sure. And um, Did I see that? You, did you stop in here in the last couple months with Regan? Yeah, because I was, yeah, Regan was, uh, was doing a, a theater. We stayed at a very nice boutique, like Ritz-Carlton kind of hotel here in Minneapolis. Very fancy. I just drove by some chilling... Giant black office building. Oh, okay. over on Washington, right by sort of where Seven Corners is, mm-hmm. and um, Four Corners. What is it? It's the one by the Southern Theater and that Holiday Inn. Yeah, yeah, by okay. Holiday Inn used to be Grandma's down there. Yeah, but used to be Grandma's, mm-hmm. and then so as you coming from downtown into that corner, yeah, on the left there's this sort of weird, enormously chilling looking wrinkle in time kind of. Uh, government-y looking building. It looks like <laughs> two by two hands of blue coming out of that building is oh, no. what it looks like. Oh, no. What is it? I don't know. Oh, God. I don't know. It was terrifying. I, took, I was at a stoplight long enough to take a picture of it, and I was like, this is a disturbing building. <laughs> How... You lived in Minneapolis? Yeah, 90 to 96, I believe. 90 to 96. What neighborhood did you live in? I lived over off of Franklin and Riverside. Okay. It was Seward, I think yeah. it's called. Yeah. yeah. Um, you ever go by and check out the old neighborhood? I just did. I just did because a friend of mine lent me her car today. I've been taking lifts. Um New new thing with Lyft, by the way. There's an app <laughs> called Ebates, like rebates. Yeah, yeah. But Ebates. I'm familiar. Are you? I am. Do you Not have with it? the lift thing, but I'm familiar with Ebates, yeah. Okay. Do you I'm a have a big it? couponer? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So for every Lyft drive, if you go to Lyft through Ebates, um, you get a dollar. A dollar. Okay. Yeah. yeah. It's not a percentage, but it's a dollar. Okay. And I take Lyft fairly often. Yeah. So uh-huh. uh, might as well. You never know where you're going to get a deal. Here's, a, here's one. This is no connection. There's no sponsors to this website. I recently bought glasses yep. through uh, one of these online sites. I okay. I have to give them a free plug or whatever. But uh, I went through another one of those discount websites yeah. before buying them. 
got 15% back. 50% back? Yeah. Cash back. Cash back from, and so you guys, Ebates. Cash Did you ever back. see uh, Idiocracy? Yes. Uh, it's like, fuck off, I'm Ebating. Uh, which is <laughs> not how that line went. Anyway, I did enjoy that movie. Hey, I, I, I've never been able to watch it again, though, because it's it's a, it's becoming true so fast. I'm like, no shit, all right, right, Mike Judge, I can't face, I can't, Gatorade, because <laughs> it's what a body needs. Anyway, go. I wanted to, uh, since, since we were just chatting about this, uh, this is an, an article. I want to uh, read a bit of it uh, to you and get your comments on. It's about you. It's from what? Some, uh, yeah, some, this is from a few months ago. Okay. Some Canadian website talking about you and Maria doing a show. That's there's nothing that uh, journalists don't. Nobody ever asked me what it's like to work with Brian. Everyone's like, "You work with Maria Bamford." Oh yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. Anyway, what's Brian, this who no? Uh, this one, it's not necessarily. It's just someone's. Uh, they watch you perform. It says Bamford's dear friend Jackie Cation opened the evening with close to a half hour of amazingly outspoken material. I like this. It was notably long for a warm-up set, <laughs> but never felt like it. As Cation, a scene-stealer, lamented what older white people have done to ruin America and the world. Wow. Yeah. I wonder where that, that uh, what the, where the joke was in that point. Because uh, I am, I'm working on being a, a bit about being a middle-aged white lady. Oh, yeah. The, they actually put in the quotation or a parenthesis, I should say. She's an ambivalent member of this group. It's oh, there. fair enough. It says, Cation spoke freely about how dumb people can be with their poor choices and impulsive decisions, born of dull instincts and obliviousness to civility and even basic cartography, which I had to look up because I don't know that word. Map making? Yeah, map making. Oh, I don't know. Why didn't I know that? I didn't know cartography. What the hell is this? I don't know. That that doesn't have anything to do with... uh, I mean, it it seems... You know what it feels like? It feels like that's a paper that somebody wrote and should be at my desk on Monday. 1,200 (laughs) words. uh, Hopefully they... I'm like I don't know what to. T- that doesn't sound. I mean, it sounds sort of like my act, but there's more. Making- there's more, Jackie. What? She even lampooned romance and sexuality, using herself as a prime example of how relationships can and can't function. It was all very clever. <laughs> it was all very clever, with subtle calls to arms about range. I'm uh, so glad you changed the inflection there because it sounded like the next words were going to be. But no, uh-uh. no, it wasn't. She keeps no? going. Yeah. Is this with, a woman or whatever? Whoever the journalist I, I, is. I think it was a woman with subtle calls. Uh, to arms about a range of social and political issues. Chin up, millennials, you're fine. And Cation certainly riled up the crowd for Bamford. I certainly did. Yeah. It's funny, I had two interviews last week in Indiana, because I did Bloomington, Indiana. Yeah. And I had two interviews, the two different papers. They were both phone interviews. They asked me almost exactly the same questions, because... That's what people, they ask the same questions. Yeah. And, uh, but what I thought was fascinating is what they did with the information. Two very different interviews came from those two interviews. Oh. Like, and, and they did a sort of a qu- qu- back and forth kind of thing. And so one was a guy and one was a, a, a gal. Uh-huh. One was a man, one was a woman. There we go. Everyone's an adult. So um, the, uh, <laughs> the woman, there's, okay, so they both wanted to talk about Me Too. They wanted to talk about sexism. We're all very exhausted, except for that it is kind of exciting to talk about sexism because uh, women have always thought they were nuts. <laughs> anyway, it's sort of like black people getting to talk about racism because they're exhausted, but they're also like, oh, I wasn't insane. Oh, right, right. I shouldn't be questioned every time I have a barbecue. Okay. Oh, good for me. <laughs> right. And so... um 
so we talked about that, and they were asking me about my other. I have two podcasts, right? I have the Dork Forest, where I interview people about what they love, yep. and then I have the Jackie and Lori show, where I Lori Kilmartin and I celebrate and uh, revile stand-up comedy, and uh, we just we we bitch about it, and we also celebrate it, and so. Um, they were t- the Jackie and Lori show. I we were talking one time about how many women headliners are at different clubs. Yeah, and um, they both asked me about this, and I said that on the average, it's six women headliners a year in every club, uh, fifty weeks, six women headliners. It's not great, uh, but comparably and even somewhat worse is the people of color and gay representation, nine. So men that are black, brown, Asian, or gay split nine spots a year. And women split six. So if you get a black gay woman, one of those nine spots is gone as well. <laughs> anyway, so, but the uh, poor, I mean, we're all just a bunch of poor bastards. But so this woman, they both asked me about it. And I told them both that, that story, yeah. right? The woman then took it upon herself to look into the local club's calendar. Okay. And, uh, and talk to, um, she didn't talk to the club, but she looked it up. And Bloomington's Jared is notorious for being just real fiddle like fiddly like he's hands-on and he's he's he wants he's a little twitchy and but he's super supportive of stand-up comedy notoriously so like to the point where like people will call up and say well is she funny and he will literally say to the person on the phone why would i book someone who i didn't think was funny yeah. what are you nuts yeah and will berate them and say don't come <laughs> and you're like what and so he's had the club for 10 years and it's very successful yeah and it's actually Comics appreciate his club because he polices the room. He's like, if anybody is talking, swoop. And it's just like, you can be kicked out. You have to shut up. You're at a theater event. And uh, so it's great. But um, his club had 16 women comics. Oh. Yeah. Which is... uh, That stands out. Yeah, that stands out, right? Mm -hmm. And and I was... uh, But the... So she looked it up and then published that. Yeah. The guy... We were talking about, um, and I mentioned the thing about being crazy and being relieved to not be crazy. And he laughed and he thought it was like, that is interesting, right? Because you don't know. None of us have the perspective of the other person. It's it takes effort. It's been coming up a lot recently on this podcast. I'm sure it has, yeah, and of course, so right? um, because we're all exhaustedly talking about the same things, <laughs> because those are the. Th- I mean. And it's kind of hilarious because for a hundred years we never talked about it at all. It was like it was all bitches, and they go to the bathroom together. What's that all about? <laughs> and uh, <laughs> it's just like I don't know. <laughs> so anyway, so he didn't mention it at all, but he mentioned other things in the interview that she didn't mention. Oh. So it was just a weird perspective where I gave almost exactly the same answers. Yeah, yeah. and they came up with two different complete articles, and both of them. I believe asked me about Maria, and they both might have mentioned her. Because people, I mean, you like, you gotta love Maria, and yeah. whatever I like, I, I was doing this thing with Audible, and um, I was I was supposed to I was writing a a spec a a, 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 a pitch essentially for a romance novel that was going to be funny. Oh yeah, and Maria offered to uh, be the voice of it. And which is kind of a cool get because she does a lot of voiceover work and she's TV show and she's famous. Right. And um, 
so I told them that, and they were very funny about it because they said, "Oh, that'd be amazing!" But you should know it'd still be your project. It, we wouldn't; it wouldn't be her project. And I was like, "I would always want to work with Maria Bamford." The reason I feature for Maria Bamford is because I, I think she's amazing. Yeah, <laughs> I wouldn't feature for somebody. If I didn't like their comedy right, right. at this late date in my life, <laughs> are you kidding me? As I slide into my twilight years, Nick DiPaolo asked me to open for him. I wouldn't do it. Yeah. It's uh, he's, a great example of that. Yeah. Well, because he's not for me. Right. And his audience might eat me alive. Mm-hmm. I would I would, I would, have to play whack-a-mole for 20 minutes. <laughs> I don't want to. No. <laughs> but Brian Regan's amazing. Yeah. And his audiences are often peppered with nine-year-olds, which I also have a lot in common. Are there really? Mm-hmm. People bring their kids. I guess I've heard that before. Yeah, people bring their kids because he, the, of the kind of stuff he writes, he writes, he just doesn't happen to write about sex or bodily functions. Yeah. So they think that it's child appropriate. And it's not not child appropriate, but I'll tell you something. It's still an adult sport. <laughs> like, he is a... He's an adult man. That's a good way to put that. So he, like, <laughs> he has adult topics yeah, yeah. that he talks about, but they're mostly sociopolitical, right? Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. so the kids are like, is he going to wiggle? And so he wiggles. And uh, it's all right. He's, but uh, his new stuff is awesome as well. And funny that, that, that article you read, because um, he always, whenever I work with him, and I'll probably only work with him two to four times a year, um, he usually has five minutes, five new minutes on courtesy. He is obsessed with people being nice to one another and just taking a tiny bit of effort to say thank you. That's his current one. Oh, and, uh, I'm and, with you. Right. I'm with you, and Brian. The la- exactly. The last one that I loved, I, I think there was something in the middle, but the last one I genuinely loved was this whole about skipping in line. And it was set at Disney World. Okay. And so, it, uh, but that's probably in one of his specials, so I won't, I won't ruin it. You guys look into it. Uh, I listened back to the last time we were here in February. Oh, wow. Yeah. And one of the things that uh, we were, that you had mentioned was you were sort of tongue-in-cheek complaining. Not complaining, but you, <laughs> you mentioned about someone had brought to your attention that you didn't make some end-of-the-year list of 2017. Oh, lists. Lists continue to, they continue to, to infuriate and fascinate. Yes. So now you are on a list that I, I saw a few months ago from Forbes. Oh, the Forbes list. I know. Yeah. Lori Kilmartin was infuriated and happy for me. Okay. And uh, not really. Veteran Both. comics who should have a Netflix special. A Netflix special. And I, I actually tweeted at the guy who who wrote that. And I said, thank you very much. If this works, dinner's on me. Yeah. Because uh, I don't believe that's how it works. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but it was me and Will Anderson. And... Um, I wrote them down here yeah, in case yeah. you don't know off the top of your yeah, head. Yeah, I don't know off the top. Uh, Christopher Titus. Oh, Chris Titus, yeah. Maybe somebody people have heard of. Sure, he yeah. had a sitcom for three seasons. Yeah. Uh, some former No Laugh Track guests and Acme favorites, Greg Behrendt. Oh, Greg Behrendt. Behenderment. You gotta love the Greg Behenderment. Behenderment. <laughs> that's a very old joke of his about oh, his name. okay. And uh, uh, it's a delight. I have to admit, I'm not familiar with this person, Laura House. Oh, Laura House. She had a TV show on MTV called um, Austin Story. She was a oh, Texas comic. Wh- a while ago. Yeah, MTV. Yeah, a long time. Nine, maybe late 90s. Yeah. And uh, she's been doing a lot of... She was doing, She did sitcom writing for about 10 years. And then now I think she still writes, but she also does a lot more stand-up again. Yeah. And her stand-up is... She's a 
a murderer, man. She's a powerhouse on stage. Okay. Yeah. And then Will Anderson, who has been on this podcast several times, uh, as you mentioned, and then you, Jackie Cation. Me, Jackie Cation. Did you have any idea that was coming? I did not. No. But I do have myself on Google Alert because I am a monster. No, because I'm a, I'm in a business. I'm in a it's a, it's a business decision to have yeah. yourself on Google Alert. So it that's how you found out, or did someone? That say, is how I found oh, it out. It is. Yeah. And then my sister said it to me because okay. she also has me on Google Alert. Right. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's cool. Yeah. Super fun. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, it's always fun to find someone who's a fan of yours that you didn't know who has some sort of power like that, right? Yeah. And um, I think it was, oh, who the hell was just telling me that they were at a party? I think it was, it's it's not this, but it would be like if, if uh, I were at a party and Tom Hanks' wife came up to me out of the blue and just said, we went down a YouTube rabbit hole and you're great. It was something like that. Yeah. Where it's, well, who the hell was it? It's a great story. It doesn't have any of the right names. (laughs) Can't even remember the comic who told me. (laughs) It's going to come to you. It's going to come to you. It's going to come to you. I know. It's going to come to you. I, um, what else did I want to talk to you about? Oh, another thing that we talked about briefly last time was that you had been at some, like a fundraiser or something with Mark Hamill and you uh, got to meet him. Well, you told that story. Yes. Now, I have something, nothing's changed with my admiration for Mark Hamill, <laughs> except for that maybe it's grown of, because of how cool he is with people on social media. Yeah. Here's what I want to bring up about that. I think, yeah. you know, like he'll retweet people and reply to people uh, daily. Just mm-hmm. regular people that have like 102 followers, and he'll reply right. to them. Right. He, they don't have to be verified. He doesn't just check his verified replies. There's a good way to put it. And he checks all of his replies, I, which must be thousands, it's right? Because be. he's freaking Mark Hamill. Yeah. So he's scrolling through, seeing probably banana heads who are like, you were a whiner. And it, like, that was the character. <laughs> Because I don't know if you saw him as uh, the Joker, not a whiner. No. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. So I'm, I think it's awesome that he does that. I almost think now it's, he's being too generous with fans. And now, because and, I, when I first saw he was doing that, I'm like, I'm, I got him. It was, you know, maybe early, earlier this year. And I'm like, well, I have a birthday coming up. Wouldn't that be awesome? And I'm seeing people <laughs> like the former mayor of Minneapolis, Betsy Hodges, like she's built some sort of like online relationship with him. Okay. And she's like, we'll write like, I'm going to print this out. Like the first one, she's like, I can't believe you're I'm going to print it out and put it up on my wall. And then I thought, well, I'd like to do that too. Well, no. <laughs> not a special. Oh, interesting. The yeah. value has gone down I because he's actually down. a human being. Yeah, when I met him, um, that is not a great picture. Of, I got a picture with him, and it isn't a great picture of me. But I had to keep it because uh, it's a picture of him yeah. with me. Yeah. And I do sometimes look like that. So there's <laughs> nothing to be done. And uh, But the... Uh, uh, yeah, I was. We were both backstage, and I was so embarrassed to ask him. He not embarrassed at all. Just like, oh, of course, yeah, that's yeah. what people do. Yeah. They ask to have pictures with me, and uh, I have a thing I do. I put people, I you know, in a bit of a headlock, and uh, then we do it. <laughs> there was. Uh, are you? There was no Star Wars movie this December. Are you okay with that? I am okay with that. No. Uh, I saw Solo. Uh, it should have been called. Lando, yeah, because uh, I loved Lando, uh-huh. and Solo was it was okay. Yeah, I didn't mind the movie; it was good. It was um, 
I'm reading a lot of, uh, well, I'm reading two titles, I think, in Star Wars. Am I? I think I'm reading the Lando comic, which has been sporadic. But I'm reading a new character that they created. Who who did create this? It's called Dr. Aphra. Okay. And it's about, she's essentially Indiana Jones, but but more Belloc. Like, she's not the good guy. She's the bad guy. She's a, yeah, wow. she's the ar- she's the archaeologist who is looking to find stuff to sell. Yeah, yeah. And she loves Jedi stuff. And so she has crossed paths with Darth Vader a couple of times. And she's just a mess of a person. And there's the background, the other character. It's so incredibly well written. Dr. Afra, the first, I think, three volumes are out, and the new writer is great, but the first writer was great. And uh, so there's there's uh, trade novel. Uh, I would get the tr- trade um, graphic novels okay. of Dr. Afra. I would recommend that w- highest. It's that, and I am just started reading, as long as we're talking comic books. Yeah, yeah. And I guess we are now. Yeah, we are. Um, Chelsea Kane is writing something called Man Eaters, and it's about um, panthers that are uh, killing people. But it's sort of a a weird Handmaid's Tale kind of dystopian future thing, right? And women turn into panthers, and they maul, and they're called man eaters, because they're all girls who turn into panthers. They're girl humans. who It's some sort of weird mutation. And, um, And so, but Chelsea Kane is... A super dark. She was on the Dork Forest one time talking about D and D. Okay, uh, but she is from Portland, Oregon. She writes uh, murder books, like thrillers or okay. homicide thrillers. I haven't read a lot of homicide thrillers in my life, so I don't know what the genre is called. Maybe homicide thrillers. Sure. Anyway, <laughs> but she also she wrote um, she wrote. Uh, Mockingbird for a short amount of time, the Marvel character Mockingbird, mm-hmm. and um, ended up getting a bunch of weird trolls on on the internet and didn't know how to handle them initially. Because, I mean, it's a learned skill to deal with hecklers. Sure. And uh, so Liz Winstead, who is uh, from Minnesota, and she uh, created The Daily Show, mm-hmm. um, she, I did stand up with her this summer, and I was, we were talking about some of these women in other businesses who are online like tech business tech women or who knows what other people are online everyone's online (laughs) right (laughs) but they get they get they get uh shit from dudes Mm -hmm. who are bored Mm -hmm. uh some of them are 14 some of them are 60 and uh they're just like you should eat a bullet Mm -hmm. and whatever and so they don't know how to deal with it and so liz is like we should have a seminar for non-comic women how to deal deal with with the trolls with trolls online and i was like Oh, wow. That would be. Everyone would love that. Because, uh-huh. I mean, the way I deal with them is I literally, I think of my Twitter feed and my Facebook page, my personal Facebook page, as and even my work Facebook page, as my comedy club. And so if someone is acting up, I kick them out. Yeah. I don't have, you know, and people are like, well, if you block them, they get some satisfaction from that. And I was like, me too. Me too. <laughs> we both get, I'm, I, I don't have a problem. If they're happy, I'm happy. <laughs> I'm not going to talk to them. That would make them even happier. <laughs> I, I, I like it too, so it's fine. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> Good for them. I love that. I, what? 
How do I get a copy of the comic book that you helped write? Oh my God, I wrote a comic book. Uh, how do I get a, one? For real, uh, how do I get real, one? For real, you go to the comic book store. It's called Comics Comics. They're in stores now. Yeah, okay. they're in stores right now. It was a kick, They kickstarted it because here's the scoop. Uh, I got asked to do, uh, it was a stand-up comics writing comics anthology. Yeah. And offhand, because uh, I just signed 600 of them before I came here. Oh. I signed them on Monday. Oh, uh, because, awesome. Because... Uh, the Kickstarter was um That was one people, of the bonuses. One of the bonuses, yeah. Sure. So um the it, it several different people wrote eight page stories and yeah. it could be about anything. And so I just pulled a story out of my act. There's one of the, the story I did on Two Dope Queens on HBO. Anyway, so I pulled it out of my act, I turned it into a comic book script with help. I now know how to sort of write a comic book script. Because of that guy, yeah. the editor uh, from the comic book company is Starburns, and Starburns is owned by Dan Harmon of Community fame, mm-hmm. and also from Milwaukee. Went to my grade school. Weirdly enough, younger than I am, also very weird, more successful, uh, <laughs> and I don't know uh, the thing I won't say about him. There we go. So, um, but the. So the comic book is like Patton Oswalt yeah. wrote one, Sarah Bonacasa wrote one, and I wrote one, and then two other people wrote them. Can't remember their names because uh, the car the, the the copies that I signed were just the ones that Sarah and Patton had signed. <laughs> so, oh, okay. So I was like, I know for sure they also had them in that. And the woman who did the art for it was so amazing. Um, she put like Lori Kilmartin's book, the, all these Easter eggs. Yeah, like Lori's book. Uh, my the name of Andy's my husband's uh, video game company is on a bumper sticker on his laptop. So cool! Um, I said to her, I, so I haven't seen the whole thing. I just saw a little oh, it was like, like frame frame of it. Yeah, yeah. Like I'm gonna take it a picture and posted it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And like you, there's a you, a little tiny me, yeah. wearing my meat shield T-shirt, and uh, she did such that is such awesome background. It was just ex- she was great, and and it was really fun to do, and I would like to do it again. Of course, yeah. Uh, um, it doesn't pay very well. So, uh, not yet. <laughs> not yet. Not yet. I did have uh, a comic book guy on the Dork Forest that he makes a living. Uh, his name's Mark Wade. Do you know Mark Wade? No. He has written, I believe, everything. Okay. He, as, and his dorkdom on the Dork Forest was Superman. He freaking loved, he loved Superman. Mm-hmm. And I love Superman. And we had a really great conversation about it. But I'm currently reading his, I believe, his Daredevil. And his Doctor Strange, and he, they Marvel was like, "What haven't you read written?" And so he had to like go deep into the long boxes and find characters that oh, wow. he had never read. So written. So that's in store. So I can go to a comic book store now and get. Yeah, it. you should be able to go to the comic book store and get it. Okay. Well, I wish I would have bought one before I came here. How about I had right, you sign it? Right. Right. I wonder if I, you know what, I may go to the comic books. Big Brain, I think it's called on um, on uh, Washington. Washington, yeah. That's the close one, right? Yeah, yeah. I might go there and see if they've got it. Yeah, and uh, just stand next to it. Just stand next to it. <laughs> I signed twenty on at my local comic book store. They were like, "Would you sign it?" And I'm like, "Yeah, attainable goal." Me yeah. and Mark Hamill, and uh, <laughs> I think that's so awesome. It was yeah. It was I was incredibly flattered that they asked. It's like the uh the Sklar brothers were here earlier this year, had them on, and I was just so I was so amazed. Like you with this, they have a uh, they were on a baseball card. Like a, a real legit, baseball? Yeah, tops, tops in packs. Out, in a pack? Yes. 
They, they've done a series. Did their minds get blown? Yeah. Yeah. There's It's those guys, and there's a few other uh, comedians that were uh, put on uh, some baseball cards as well. Uh, That's nuts. Yeah. Awesome. So all that's awesome. left is for me to be put on a magic card. A ma- magic card. Magic the Gathering. Right, right. How great would that be? <laughs> uh, yeah, um, I'm still I'm still enjoying your hotel art series. By Are the you way. enjoying that? I did am. you see that I just put some compilations together? I didn't watch those, but I saw that. Oh, yeah. You saw that they're there. Mm-hmm. You, you, you like to see them in 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 action. I didn't do one for this week uh, because. I've been in that hotel so many times. It's always the same art. I love it. They're, what they are is they're pictures of Minneapolis in the early 20th century. Oh, yeah. And so they're gorgeous. And I I genuinely love that hotel. When I was here with Brian, we stayed in a very beautiful hotel, uh, probably 10 blocks from here. Yeah. Um, and it was also very nice. But there's something soothing. I am very much the accidental tourist. So... I would like things to be the same. Uh-huh. And it it makes me feel like, you know, because I'm away from home so much, the familiar is almost like being home. Sure. So, uh-huh. um, and that place, the place that Acme puts you up, free breakfast, cup of waffle. Nice. Right? Yeah. Nice. I know Fancy Pants you, Ritz uh... Carlton. They would like $26 for a burger. <laughs> right. I don't you, Ritz. <laughs> I don't, I don't blame them. And, uh, and I know I also have noticed that you point out when there is a tub in addition to the shower. I only bathe. I only bathe. And I just found out Zach Galifianakis does not also. Sh- he also only bathes. Mm-hmm. Weird. It came up recently at a, a gathering of my family that everybody thought it was weird how much I enjoy taking a bath. It's nice. You slow down. Uh-huh. You give yourself 15 to 30 minutes. Uh-huh. To just do nothing. Uh-huh. And you soak in a tub. I love it. The temperature. I All like of it. I like being in water. I love, uh, I like, the hotter the better. Yeah. The hotter, the hottest I can stand it. Yeah. And it all started when I read a weird uh, Tom Robbins book. Tom Robbins? Tim Robbins? Jitterbug Perfume. Who wrote the thumb book? Anyway, uh, it's called Jitterbug Perfume, and okay. it was about, uh, I read it in in, high, in college, and it was about this guy took baths all the time to um, to, to, to like slow the aging process. And for some reason, when I was nineteen, I was like, "That's what I'm gonna do." <laughs> I was such a but I just I was I've always been a giant nerd. I mean, the the Harriet the Spy made me do, write a journal okay. for ten years. I wrote. A diary. That's adorable. It's adorable. And then I started doing stand-up, and now I just have notebooks. And then um, Illusions, which was the Jonathan Livingston Siegel guy, Richard Bach, when I was 19, I read that, and I believed in the Think System, which is a Music Man reference. But I, I spent a summer trying to believe that this one car was mine. Oh, it did not work, and I did not end up stealing a car. We're all happy to know. <laughs> that's good. That's good. That's that's very good. Uh, when I, I'm going to say a phrase here. You tell me what comes to mind. Comedy legend. Ugh. <laughs> that's what comes to mind. That's good enough. Yuck. That's all you have to say. Yeah. That is your reaction, and that's perfect. The reason I bring this up. Mm. This might be, uh, I might come across as being a dick for saying this. I'm going to say it anyway. There's a radio commercial on right now in the Twin Cities. There's a comedian that's going to be coming to town performing at one of the casinos and right. in this ad they refer to him as a comedy legend and every time i'm like what is what what does that mean what does that well, mean then if you're saying that what does that mean well i mean comedy itself is so incredibly subjective so when you say someone's a comedian everyone's like 
are they? And you're like, yes, if you say you're a comedian, let's say you're speaking about Bill Ingvall, or if you're speaking about a guy who juggles and also makes jokes, if that person thinks that they are a comic, they're a comic. Okay. Like, you remember when um, it just happened with Mike Birbiglia and Hannah Gatsby, uh, the Australian yeah. um, Nanette, mm-hmm. and with Mike and with Hannah, they were both like, but is it stand-up? Because it was sort of very personal oh, uh, yeah. stories and rants and all these different things, and I'm like, "Well, did they say it was stand up? That's the whole pre- that's the whole prerequisite." Sure. It you may not like it, but it's stand up. Yeah. I mean, John Lovitz once asked uh, Maria, and he didn't mean it in a mean way. It was just a weird way where he walked up to her and he said, "Do you consider what you're doing stand up comedy?" And Maria said, "We're in a comedy club." And uh, left it at that. But I think, to some extent, the reason he asked is because sometimes people ask because they want permission to do something weird or something unique. Oh, yeah. And they're thinking about Seinfeld and his particular style of stand-up. And they're like, well, is that that stand-up comedy? I don't know. Yeah. Lenny Bruce, Richard Pryor, George Carlin, all of these gentlemen— they were all considered stand-up comedy, and they were all very different, yeah. you know? Yeah, yeah. Andy Kaufman? Ugh. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the guys, Sarah Silverman did the greatest joke about Andy Kaufman the other day. It's very long. It's very wonderful. The only thing I remember was so she was like, you know, he's famous for going into the improv, the famous Hollywood improv, and reading The Great Gatsby from start to finish one night. And every day I wake up and I I thank God I wasn't there. <laughs> 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 and you're like, yeah, that sounds like a pain in the ass. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. We, it's amazing what uh, what works for some and not for others. My 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 daughters are, of course, you know, into the the stars. To them, are people that are famous on YouTube, right? YouTube stars. YouTube stars. There's yeah. one. We went out to. I was super dad. I tried to be super dad, and I took them out to the Mall of America a couple months ago to go see one of these YouTube stars that was having an appearance at a brand new uh, makeup store. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> we got not very close, close enough to see a glimpse, a few glimpses of oh, this okay. guy, because there were thousands of young girls there. Right, because uh, every 13-year-old in the world is watching YouTube. Every one of them. Instead they, of television. Yeah. For and they seven were hours all, a day. Yeah, yeah, at least. And they were all there that day. That guy who they who we went to go see that day just was on my Twitter feed this week because some of his fans showed up outside his house. Ah. Uh, yeah. Somehow. And he was like, guys. Yeah. Like, hey, I love you, but... Yeah. Hey, sisters, as this guy would have said. Yeah. <laughs> uh, don't show up in my house anymore. Right. No pop-ins. Scary. Uh, well, yeah, it's, um, I think everyone kind of gets it. And it's weird because if they're 13, it meant that their parents drove them. Ah, probably. Right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. And you're like, nope. <laughs> oh. How would you like it if someone showed up at your house? You wouldn't. No. So no. take that into account. <laughs> I want, uh, I want to know what you think about this. Um, so Penny Marshall, of course, passed away. Super sad. Week, I right? Know what, and 75, not a career cut tragically short, mm-hmm. but shorter every day. Uh, yeah, that's right. younger every moment. Uh-huh. <laughs> but I, she was such a big fucking deal in my life because I'm from Milwaukee. I was just going to, that's, I had yeah. to ask because of that connection. Yeah. Right? It's, I mean, Penny Marshall was the best, the best. And just... 
heard her crazy boo boo kitty and Vodio do do and all the things, all the things. And then she directed stuff. And mm-hmm. It was awesome. So uh, I'm not going to give away who this is right away, but another famous, uh, another some another someone who's very famous. Yes. Penny Marshall. Too, too many people. <laughs> Penny Marshall uh, passes away this week. This person tweets uh, a little memorial to, to his friend Penny, and it says, uh, "A great comedian, a terrific director, and dear friend." What I want your opinion on is d- great comedian is C O M E D I E N N E comedian. Give a shit about that? Does that Never. bother you a little Not bit? A, it always does. It always does because it feels like they do it with the marvelous Miss Maisel. Yeah. Like they call her a comedian. And My I haven't seen it yet, right and, but I know some friends who've written on it. And um, and I'm told that it's it's a very accurate depiction of, of what it's like to be a stand-up comedy in the 80s and 90s where everyone's dressed like it's the 50s and 60s. Um, <laughs> and that's fine. I mean, because well, uh, I guess, like, for example, she's pretty dirty. Yeah. And, and nobody was al- I mean, you just weren't allowed to be that blue. Not back then. And Phyllis Diller was as blue as she got, and she wasn't that blue. Okay. So... Um, People always talk about how 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 dirty Red Fox was, and I was listening to it, and I was like, still not as dirty as some of the open micers I see today. And mm-hmm. um, just because it's it's easier to talk about all these things, the line is moved, you yeah. know, the goalposts or whatever. And um, but comedian is, you know, it's essentially a diminutive. That's what I like. Yeah, when a guy says it, does that mean that it's I'd like pr- okay? I'd... I look at guys as comedians; they're comics, and then women do it, and they're. They're the comedians. They're, they're the, I prefer comediette. They're the third version. Uh, right. One, and, by that I mean one third version. There's an amazing article in Time Out this week uh, by this comic, um, Betsy? Becky? Anyway, she's a New York comic, so I don't know her very well. And um, But she, I think I've met her, is all I've, But her, the interview was amazing. And she was talking about how um, women comics can be, t- you know, there's so many more now that there's enough to put up shows at other venues besides comedy clubs because comedy clubs often don't support women comics and um but she had the, the this was amazing line about how you know you're like they think of us as guests in a boys club and it's it's just a reveal of is like we're never going to be in with them, so we have to do our own thing because yeah. they we're not actually part of. They're like, no, you can come and play, but only a couple of you, and not you're not really accepted. And we're going to still not make it safe for you to hang out, and we're still going to al- allow this genius factor, and it's going to be just dumb, you know. And and I was raised co- comedically on the on the genius factor, right? I mean, I've said it. Hundreds of times. Well, he's an asshole, but he's really funny. And because uh, you tolerate so much more from people that are charming, that are good looking, that are funny, that yeah. are smart. Uh-huh. You're like, but if your smarts ever fail, you're screwed. Yeah. If your hilarity ever fails, you're screwed. Because underneath that, how funny a comic you are is a terrible person. And so if your comedy ever isn't that great, you know, like, like you look at like... Like, people fucking love Michael Moore. 
Mm-hmm. I do not. Mm-hmm. I find him ex- exhausting. And so I'm sure his heart's in the right place. But he seems just kind of like the, the there's too much ego there for me to, to for me to be excited about mm-hmm. watching one of his movies. So if he ever did one of those, like he has a new one out, I think, where he's some sort of 9-11 truther or something. Something, yeah. Yeah, there's there's some sort of beeswax. I'm like, tinfoil hat, man. <laughs> because even if it's true. Uh, that's why I watch a lot of local news because uh, I literally cannot. I like my news like Pioneer Days, three weeks late with a lot of analysis, <laughs> like way too late for me to have done anything about it, because what I want to do is something about the thing in front of me. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Like if you're pushing around a kid in front of me, I want to say, hey, knock that off. Mm-hmm. And I want to be able to be brave enough or smart enough or or involved enough at the local local level (laughs) to make a difference Mm -hmm. because if you tell me about the horrible thing that's happening in yemen uh three weeks later i can still give them a hundred dollars and it's not going to it's going to do what it's going to do and it can't hurt but it's uh i cannot go to yemen yeah and hand somebody a sandwich. Uh-huh. And uh, I wish I could. And I wish my government would or do something, right? Right. But oh, I, I literally, and I will vote in the long run because that's what I'm, I mean, I'm doing a joke about how I've always been relatively insufferable uh, because <laughs> I have, well, because I've always been like this bleeding heart liberal. Uh-huh. And, um, and so, so, the, and there's no, and it was always one, one time it was very funny because my dad was like, ever, ever, uh, you ever get in any trouble with your politics? My dad, he's like, you ever get any guff from anybody about your politics uh, offstage? And I was like, Dad, have you looked at me? Like, everyone looks at me and they're like, well, what's she going to do, vote? I'm terrified. <laughs> and, uh, you know, nobody's ever been intimidated by my bleeding heart liberalism. I love, I love <laughs> so, whatever. Are you... Uh... For for even if there's just one person that's curious of who, who referred to Penny as a comedian. Oh, yeah. And maybe this changes your opinion at all. I don't know. Billy Crystal. Nope. It doesn't change my opinion. It just makes me go, Billy, if you could not act like a 70-year-old man, that'd be awesome. Yeah. Because right? the thing is, is you weren't always 70. And no. we were hoping. Yeah, that exactly. You, and he was... 25 and then 70s so it's not like he didn't know that women don't want to be called babes or whatever don't be a weirdo (laughs) weirdo i'm (laughs) looking over because i like billy crystal but uh he hasn't done stand-up in 35 years it's part of i want to go back i don't want to skip this it's part of the kickstarter for that comic book yeah were they making funko pop dolls of you guys they were trying, and then they found out that they can't. Oh, why not? <laughs> so it was going to be this amazing perk. And then there was, I was like, well, can people pick which, like, do they want me made into a Funko Pop? And they were like, let me check. And then they came back and said, oh, I think we got to take that off because we can't make anybody into them. Oh, no. Because of rights or something. I don't know what happened. Oh. So it all it all fell apart. But who wouldn't want them, right? An action figure? It would be or, awesome. It would be awesome. So awesome. Mm-hmm. Oh, there's a new action figure line out. Well, it's not new, and it's, I think, sold out from Disney. Uh, you know, Disney owns ABC. BC and Marvel, oh, yeah. and all, Star Wars and all the things, mm-hmm. right? Muppets. Every, yeah. They, Disney owns everything. Mm-hmm. So they had these action figures for Marvel, um, and they're called Toy Box action figures. And the articulation on, you could pose them really good, and they were super sturdy. Uh-huh. 
and I picked up uh, a Doctor Strange and a Black Widow, uh, but uh, and I made them into Joseph and Mary in my nativity scene. Uh, very nice. And uh, <laughs> but uh, um, I wanted a Black Panther. But, of course, the Black Panther is going to be the most popular, right? right? Yeah. And uh, $73 on eBay, I saw it. Yikes. Yeah. Guess who won't be getting one? Uh, I was like, no. Well, what's the <laughs> 73 marked up from what? Like 20? 11. 11? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. They were, uh, when I when I got them, they were on sale. It was the, it was the, uh, they might have been 14 initially, but they were on sale because of Black Friday. Oh, okay. So, um, they were ten bucks each uh, when I got. Them. I just recently added to my collection of fun things like that. I got the uh, Tom Servo and Crow T Robot uh, pop, Funko Pop. Oh, nice! Figures. Yeah, from Mystery Science. Yeah, tonight Mary Jo Peel's going to do a guest set. Uh, what? Here. Yeah, yeah, from original. Yeah, yeah, Mystery Science Theater. Really? Yeah. Yep. Holy shit! Yeah, she's been doing stand up again, and um, she's so freaking funny. I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. I didn't touch base with her though today, so I, sh- I should probably get on no that. No kidding. Yeah, and because uh, she, she asked me months ago if she could do it, and I was like, you could do one every show. Yeah, yeah, you can do whatever the hell you want, Mary Jo Peel. Uh, <laughs> I saw she was on my TV last night because I watched the first half an hour of the uh, Rift Tracks presents Mystery Science reunion. Blah, 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 from, oh, the, nice. from the State Theater a couple years ago. Yeah. And the, re- and the reason that started on my Amazon is because before that, uh, in my queue for years, I just recently re-upped my Amazon Prime. I tried to go without it for a while. Yeah. After they bumped up the price, 20 bucks, I was like, fuck you, I'm not paying. Well, it's weird, because they've never asked me if I want to, I think I have it on automatic. You do, yeah. Yeah. I turned that off and, <laughs> made, and, and held out for a while. Anyway, so I, my wife and I watched uh, a documentary last night, um, and I wonder if you've seen this. It ended, and then it started right into the mystery science thing. That's, but I anyway. saw the Mr. Rogers documentary. Oh, anyway, me go too. Yeah. That's good. I didn't cry, though, because so many people told me they cried. I think I was ready to, and then Yeah, me I didn't. too. Yeah. But I and still and I it. saw it on the back of a chair in a Delta flight. Oh yeah! So I, that, I was on my couch at home. Nobody, just my wife. I could right. have cried. You could have cried. Didn't. Didn't cry. Didn't. But how so the, great was that story about the toddler? Anyway, go ahead. It's so good. I recommend everybody see that. The documentary my wife and I watched last night is uh, it's several years old now. Probably five, six years old. Women aren't funny. Bonnie McFarland? Yes. Yeah. Have How you was see, it? Have you watched it ever? No, no, because I'm not in it, and uh, I have rage. Uh, not a lot. But, uh, Maria's in it briefly, Maria's you know. In it briefly. Yeah. yeah, everybody's in it. Yeah. But um, I heard it was good. I, was it fascinating? I, uh, oh, no. It had it potential? Was Oh, okay. I don't it, really potential to be compelling, but it didn't. Yeah, it didn't take. There were some laughs. Okay, I like the idea behind it. I like that a woman was like, "Okay, I'm going to go do this thing and you know hold a mirror up to everybody and show you what idiots you are for saying women aren't funny." Right. I thought that was what she was trying to do, and it kind of was. But then other ti- other parts of it, they were. I wish you'd it, seen it. Right. They're, uh, because they're, they're, they're getting they're comments like... from comedians that were saying things uh, i think sarcastically but it wasn't consistent does that make sense uh that makes enormous amount of sense because the consistency would have that would have had to have been imperative it wasn't Uh, (laughs) yeah right like i I mean it's always hard to do that sort of ironic sexism even from or ironic racism even from your own race or your own sex because uh you're just the consistency is imperative yeah. Yeah. I know. Lori and I do a comic of the week, and Lori 
announces that it's a woman every week and she doesn't announce that it's a woman every week but i mean she announced like she talks about how it's always going to be a woman and i'm like or it could just always be a comic that happens to be a woman and we're just not ever going to pick a dude and um because it's and and we've done this thing. She just says this. She just pointed this out. She's like, we've done that thing that we hate, which is we've created a list that some people aren't on. Yeah. And so we get like I got an email from a friend of mine that I've known for 30 years. And she's like, this is going to sound ridiculous. But why have I never been a comic of the week? And I said, haven't you already been a comic of the week? Because there's 150 of them because mm-hmm. um, we have 150 episodes or whatever. And I was like, oh, uh, well, obviously we'll correct that. And then Lori said that she got a bunch of emails because, and then we talked about it on the show. And I'm like, just email me, and and I'll and I will actually put a list up, yeah. and we will start working down it because, like, we were t- what we were trying to do was to try to give it as a resource for bookers, because right? that's what it's turned into. Where if you look at the list of names, you're like, oh, and many of them are headliners, mm-hmm. like who could. And and a lot uh, then plenty of them are features and plenty of them would be MCs, mm-hmm. and but you could book full shows for a hundred weeks with these people, yeah. and it wouldn't be it wouldn't and it would be they'd be good shows, and there'd probably be some straight white guy who was like, why is my perspective not represented? <laughs> and uh, <laughs> did you does Maria still have the list on her site? I think so. Because that, of course, is included in that women aren't funny. Is Bonnie oh, right, sees right. that her name isn't on it, and then she <laughs> c- confronts Maria. <laughs> that, mm-hmm. That's awesome. Yeah, I'm sure Maria cor- course corrected that immediately. Not immediately from what they show in the movie. Oh, really? No, it takes. She finds her a second time, and it's still not on there. And then by the end, spoiler alert! Happy uh, spoiler ending. alert! Yeah. Oh, that's funny. She's on the list. Yes. Yes. Uh, well, we, we could put a bow on this thing. Um, I know you usually bring, or always, I'm going to say always bring, merch for your fans. And boy, did I bring it this time. You did. Because is- um, it's the week before Christmas. And so I literally brought the, the whole store. And I'm going to okay. run out of stuff, and then you're going to have to order it online. Okay. And then you're not going to get it by Christmas unless you celebrate Armenian Christmas, which is January 6th. Um, but the... I brought uh, Dork Forest t-shirts, both the Ranger, which is the black one, and the, the green logo one. Oh, yeah. And then I brought um, Spooky Reading Girl t-shirts, which is a joke from two albums ago that I, I have to do it if I want to sell the merch, which is a classic, classic conundrum of stand-up comics. <laughs> and because... And it Jackie, is, just get her done, right? <laughs> well, I am the Larry the Cable guy of stand-up comedy. We know that. And, uh, um, and it, but the, but I just added enamel pins. People were like, we love enamel pins. And I was like, really? Hmm. So I made enamel pins. Okay. People do love enamel pins. But let me tell you something about an enamel pin. It is the Super Bowl. It's like when you're a kid and you buy a Super Bowl. You play with it until you lose it. Yeah. That's what an enamel pin is. Oh. <laughs> you put it on your jacket until it falls off somewhere. Oh. And then you have had an enamel pin for <laughs> a week, a month, three years, whatever, however long it lasts. But it is the Super Bowl of adulthood. But you have a replacement you'll sell them. I, yeah, you might as well buy two, you guys, is what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. uh, so I have that, the Spooky Reedy Girl t-shirt and the enamel pin. I, I brought three of my CDs and my DVD. Oh, my. And I also brought... Um, 
the new shirt and the new enamel pin, which are the meat shield t-shirt and pin. And the meat shield t-shirt and pin, those go to charity. And I've actually, I've, I've been selling them for two years now or a year and a half, and I've made $3,000 because it, it's everything above cost, right? Okay. So they cost uh, anywhere between $9.50 to $11 a piece, uh, the t-shirts, uh, because they're union made. All the shirts are union made, so they're kind of expensive, but they do uh, they last a long time, and uh-huh. they're uh, very nice. Nice. So, um, and they run big because they're made by Americans. So uh, <laughs> the, but that that money I've been able to donate three grand, and so the last money I just sent was to the Southern Law Poverty Center, um, which might be the correct order there. The previous one was the ACLU in Iowa, and a thousand it was a thousand to the SPLC. Uh, whatever it is, and then a thousand to the ACLU in Iowa, and a thousand to Black Lives Matter in Sacramento. Wow! And so uh, I'm uh, like two hundred bucks towards the next one, which will be for, to, to send to that races. You know the immigrant advocacy. There's an immigrant adv- advocacy uh, foundation or donation nonprofit okay. in San Antonio, Texas, and what they do is they, you know, like little kids are going into courts without lawyers. Uh, it's that kid's six. He doesn't know what his rights are. It turned no. out he's six. Yeah. And pardon me, I burst into tears. So uh, that's what that next grand will go to. Yeah. So, but oh, I was going to tell you, my feature who's featuring this week is Brandy Posey. Okay. And Brandy Posey uh, has been doing stand up a long time. She headlines a lot of the smaller clubs, and she does her own sort of venue. She does like like Canaan and James Adomian and um, Sean Patton. She does what those guys do. Okay. She I goes heard, to, I was, I've been listening to when you mentioned. On your podcast, yeah, recently. Oh, right. Her dorkdom was ska, mm-hmm. ska music, and she has her album out, and she's selling it as well. And her album is on cassette. What? She is. She's like, I am a hipster monster, or whatever she says. <laughs> I forget what she says, but get this. So it's got. It's beautiful. In this J box and this cassette, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it also comes with a download. Card. Oh, okay. Because <laughs> okay. nobody has a cassette player except my dad. Yeah, right. Boy, I'm like, do I wear? No, that one broken. You... We threw that one away. I gave that to the kids. My dad drives a '99 Town Lincoln Town car, so it's got a tape deck in it. Nice. Yeah. What tapes do you think he's driving around with? I have no idea. I've been, I've been trying to, I've been literally trying to get him to do something, oh. and uh, but he. He is like, it's fine. I just listen to the news. It'll be fine. And you're going uh, to Wisconsin for Christmas? Right. We're going to go on a sleigh ride in Jellystone Park uh, outside of Milwaukee and on, on Christmas Day, which made me laugh so hard because Christmas Day, 7 p.m., one ticket, uh, the sleigh sit, seats like 10 people, right? So it's like a big sleigh ride, mm-hmm. a big sleigh. And if there's no snow, I'm sure it'll be a hay ride. But... Um, what do you think a sleigh ride should cost for one ticket for one person uh, on Christmas night? Oh, I don't what know. Would you, what would you charge for a seat? Well, I would probably charge a lot because it's Christmas. Because it's Christmas. Mm-hmm. And even, okay, so it isn't Christmas and it's Milwaukee. <laughs> what do you think it's going to cost? Oh, uh, $3? <laughs> oh, that actually, uh, I'm sure they would throw down insulted. I would, here's, if it were anywhere else but Wisconsin, I would have said 35 bucks a ticket. Yeah, I was going to say 25 but... Yeah, so Milwaukee, I would say 20 Nope, $12. Wow. Yeah. Get this, you can go VIP, which involves a free cup of cocoa and a glow stick. Oh. 
for 14. What? Guess who went VIP? This one right here. Good I call. have two bucks. Good call. And uh, so we're going to go on a sleigh ride. My uh, Andy's flying into Milwaukee, and we're going to stay at the Pfister, the Pfister oh, Hotel, yeah. Pfister. which is an old timey uh-huh. uh, hotel that has Victorian art and stuff. Haunted, right? And probably haunted. Um, and certainly, but I understand bathtubs. So hey! very exciting. Get ready for that Instagram video. Exactly. <laughs> thank you, Jackie. Oh, thank you. Uh, people come out, and uh, I don't know which shows still have tickets available, but check the website and yep. come here to Acme and see you. Go to JackieCation.com, and, and you'll, you'll love Brandy Posey, too. Perfect. Thank you.